This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. You know what that means, Rhea. That would be Taylor <laughs> Swift. I think I just watched a movie where she did the lead song. What do we call it? The, it's a theme song? Yeah, what? Something about crawfish or something. Oh, the crawfish, yes. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I heard that was pretty good. Um, Yeah, I, I got to about halfway. Oh, you didn't finish it? It was no. fine. <laughs> you know, it was, it was all right. But the music was good. All right, we are now joined by... We just had a question about Harrisburg, and we none of us had been there. But no, one, I've been there. When you were I there stayed once. overnight, yes. You say, yeah, because you got stuck. Yes. We got one <laughs> my man from out that way, Ross Tucker. Good morning, Ross. Al, Rio, what's up? How are you? What's happening, Ross? Oh, a lot's happening here in Philadelphia. A lot. Uh, we're very concerned about the Eagles, um, despite the fact that everything looks like it's going to work out against the Giants. Most people just don't have the same vibe that they had, let's say, two weeks ago. Do you have the same vibe for this team? No, I think that's very fair. I Listen, I think it almost would be a little bit weird if you did, right? I mean, this is probably the most concerned I've been about the team all season. This is the, you know, I've said all year I thought they were the best team in the NFL. But on Tuesdays on, on the Ross Tucker podcast, I do power rankings. Yeah. Last week, I had them number two for the first time behind the Niners. And this week, I have them three. I mean, I just – you got to go by what you're seeing. And, and none of that really matters, right, what my power rankings are or whatever. Yeah. What matters is how they play when they get to the playoffs. But I do think I would feel – we all would feel a lot better about them if you felt like they were playing well or if you felt like – they had some momentum going into the playoffs. You know, what matters, obviously, guys, is who is playing their best when you get to the playoff games. I think there are differing opinions on whether or not how you finish the regular season matters. There are teams that, like, lose their last couple of regular season games and then playoffs come around, they turn it back on, they still look awesome, they win the Super Bowl, whatever. But I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I'd feel better if they at least – look good against the Giants before that first playoff game. Are you concerned with how they approached that Saints game? I mean, it was almost, you know, you know, the the first, the nine-minute drive took a lot out. The sweat injury took a lot out. But it was almost like nonchalant. I'm concerned with a lot of things about that game. And, you know, you can say it's just one game. Mm-hmm. But the week before against the Cowboys, they gave up 40 points. Mm-hmm and didn't look great 
in certain aspects. He thought, oh, it's turnovers and blah, blah, blah. Well, even the week before that against the Bears, if we're being honest, they yeah. didn't really look that great. So now, I mean, think about what the, has happened to the Bears. I mean, the Bears have gotten their doors blown off by the Bills and the Lions the last couple of weeks. The Eagles struggled with them. I mean, the Eagles – and even if you remember that game, guys, it was like – all three touchdowns were crazy easy. Oh, very, very. You were the one person, I will say, and we never really got into it. You were the one person to raise real concerns about the defense in that Bears game because of how wide open all three of those touchdowns were. Yeah, I just, something wasn't quite right. You know, that like Montgomery's wide open in the flat. I don't know why they're blitzing. The running touchdown was crazy easy. Then at the end of the game, you know, you're up by two scores. How you let Fields throw that bomb to a wide open receiver, and and the thing is, is you we all looked at it and said, nah, they still won, not that big a deal. But then there were some of the same issues against the Cowboys, where they had dropped coverages, miscommunications, guys were open when they shouldn't have been, and then against New Orleans as well. So that's a concern. I thought the coaching was a concern on Sunday. And absolutely, in my mind, now I wasn't at the link, Rhea, like you were, mm-hmm. but watching it on TV, it felt like the least amount of energy. There was none, especially in the first half. From the team yeah. and the crowd. And I'm not blaming the crowd because I do believe in those situations, you know, especially it was New Year's Day. So I'm guessing if I know Eagles fans the way I do, I'm guessing a lot of them had a pretty good time the night before. Well, you know, I was here's the funny thing. When I pulled up to the link, I thought, oh, you know, maybe not a lot of people. It was packed. The parking lots and there everybody was tailgating. So I went, okay, this is a good sign. Packed stadium. And then that that drive, the sweat injury, it just literally sucked the life out of that stadium for the first half. Yeah. And and the Eagles didn't come out on either side of the ball early in the game. It's funny. Let me take you guys in, like pretend, you know, I play for the Saints, right? Yeah. That is exactly what you talk about the night before the game. Hey, guys, let's have a long, clock-eating drive. Let's take the crowd out of it right from the start. Because you know Philly has a good crowd. You know that they want to clinch. You don't want, you know, for them to get rowdy and get loud. And so the Saints basically executed their game plan to perfection. And it's what what bothers me about... You know, all I keep hearing is Eagles defense was fantastic. You know, they only gave up 30 points. And I'm going, that, and I said to somebody, it set the tone. Well, if you can't recover the tone from the from the first drive of the game, I thought it set the tone for the entire, at least the entire half. I, I, I don't think you can say they were fantastic. Yeah. I thought they played uh, very well in the second half. Yeah. First half, they never had the ball. I, I know the offense had some three and outs, but... A bunch of three and outs, four to start yeah. the game. Mm. But you still can't you still can't have that lopsided time of possession in my mind and say the defense played great. I thought they played very well in the second half, yep. but I thought the defense allowed the Saints to dictate the tempo and the action in the first half. And that should not happen. The Eagles are trying to win the Super Bowl. It should not happen that the Saints, who aren't very good, come to Philadelphia and are able to take the fight to the Eagles' defense and dictate tempo. I mean, they got guys starting at guard that shouldn't be starting, 
and they're more or less controlling time of possession and running the ball down the Eagles' throat on that first drive. And is the coaching, your coach concerned that side of the ball more? No, more offense yeah. for oh, yeah. coaching. <laughs> more, more offense, I would say, Al, for coaching. Yeah. Although, I don't know. You know, it's, it, I will say this. It really is hard when you watch to decide, okay, how much of this is Steichen in the coaching and how much of this is what is Minshew doing? I, I did not think Minshew played well. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't see it well. He never looked like he was comfortable in the pocket. You know, against the Cowboys, he wasn't sacked once, and he was getting rid of it. He was, like, in rhythm. So, what, did Minshew, was he just not seeing it well, and Minshew played really poorly? Or did Steichen not give him answers, you know, within the first couple seconds of each play? I thought there were some opportunities for Minshew to deliver the ball rather than take sacks at times, and he just didn't see it. And obviously the pick six was terrible, but I think the pick six was sort of representative of how he played, which is to say he just wasn't really on his game. Can I, I want to play a cut from you. We played it yesterday from Brian Baldinger. You know, he does all that, you know, the tape breakdown. Yeah, yeah. And, and his thoughts – on the offensive play calling with regards to Minshew. Here it goes. I don't know who thought that this game plan was worth a darn in Philadelphia, putting this thing together against the Saints. They ran the ball 50 times at the Saints last year. So what do they do? They come out, first play of the game, and they throw, all right, Miles Sanders misses a blitz pickup on Cade Smith. It's going to happen. But so on the first play, your quarterback, who you don't really want to get hit, gets hit. Right? When you get your quarterback hit like this, this is what happens to him. Like, he's been hit four times in the first eight plays. Like, what in the world are the Eagles doing? This is, like, ridiculous. Any quarterback, I don't care if it's Brady, Rodgers, you get him hit four times in the first eight plays. This is what they do. They all do it. That's horrible. I don't care what the Eagles' record is. Like, this is, a, this is just terrible football. Terrible game planning, terrible football, terrible for Gardner Minshew. Like, who thought this was any good? That's ridiculous. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, that it, it seems to me what Baldy was saying is that once he started getting hit so much, he got real skittish. I think that's fair. I, although, I don't know. It's hard, Rhea, because since he got hit in the first play, I guess I felt like he was skittish right from yeah, the start. <laughs> that's true. That is true. I don't know. Yeah. It's like the, the chicken and the egg, right? Yeah. Um, but – I don't know. I mean, they came out throwing, which is what they like to do. It was weird because in the next series, it was just three straight runs. You know, like the first one, it was pass, pass, pass. I think the second one was run, 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 and then they get stopped, stopped, and they're off. They just never really were able to get into a rhythm. So I guess on some level, though, um, it almost like that feels like that doesn't matter in the sense that, all that really matters now is how we assume Hertz plays on Sunday and how they look then. You know, we can talk a lot about, I mean, and I, and I do think it's fair to criticize Steichen. I thought it was Steichen's worst game. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I think Steichen would probably tell you it was his worst game. They scored 10 points, you know, and, and they scored 10 points. By the way, we didn't really talk about this. Did you guys see on the one, the, the A.J. Brown touchdown, he kind of grabbed the corner by like his wrist <laughs> as he was yeah. running okay 
and the kid's running with him, and he yanks it, like, to the side, and just that the kid's running as fast as he can to stay up with A.J. Brown. He, re- he yanks it a little bit, totally threw the, kid, the guy off balance, and, he, and the corner, like, went into the sidelines, the Saints' sidelines. Are you saying that Brown was a scored. penalty? I'm saying <laughs> it was an awesome, crafty move. Yeah, yeah. it was a crafty Brown. veteran move. Yeah, but no, what I'm also yeah. saying is Eagles scored 10 points, and I, I think you could argue they were somewhat fortunate on the A.J. Brown touchdown. I mean, that it wasn't a great throw, but that's what you, you know, that's why no, you have an A.J. Brown. It wasn't Brown. a great throw. He, right. he, yeah. he made a great play, made but great. even that wasn't like it was like, hey, the Eagles offense is really humming. Yeah. That was like, uh, Minshew throwing it up and A.J. Brown making a great play. Even that is not like, hey, good job, Steichen. You know what I mean? Like, even that's not a, necessarily a good look for Steichen and what he's doing. You, you've been in these meetings. So, all we, you know, we, we all look at it and go, all right, they don't have a great run defense. Their pass defense, and I'm talking about the Saints, is really good. What happens in meetings leading up to a game like that? Well, so what's interesting, too, is I wonder – guys if they thought Lattimore was going to play because hmm. that was a late he was he it was late that he was going to play right yeah he is an awesome yep. player and he had been like listed as questionable and practicing for the last month and I wonder if deep down the Eagles thought you know what they're not playing this guy they're shutting him down they're out of it there's two games left he had I think he had like a Something like what, similar to what Gardner Johnson had. I think he had like a lacerated kidney or something. And I, I guess I just think that maybe the Eagles didn't think Lattimore was going to play. How about when they found out he was going to play? They still decided not to change what they, they were intending to do? Right. That's the part that surprised me. I think that maybe they thought, well, Minshew played so well last week that he'll play so well again. Let's get him into a rhythm early again like we did against Dallas. I think they still like their matchups, and maybe rightfully so, with every time they've got A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, even on those other corners, you know, Taylor and uh, Adebo and the other guys the Saints had. Um, But maybe they thought the Saints are going to try to totally stuff the run and put the game on Minshew. Because that's their only chance. I don't, I don't know what they thought. You know, it, it's funny, though. The flip side of this is I kind of feel like this is – can you guys think of another game or maybe any of the, the listeners or callers, another game where it felt like Steichen was outcoached? It, it kind of feels like he's had an awesome year and he's been ahead of the opponent and he's called great games. They've had an awesome game plan. It was. It felt. I like thought out he was up and down. It's been really the, good when yeah. the other quarterbacks in. Yeah. <laughs> Stop good it, point, Al. Al. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what, Al? That's the best point. That's. I was going to bring up the Cowboys game. I thought he had some brilliant calls in the Cowboys game, and then he had calls that had me scratching my head. And yeah. Al could be right. That could be because it was Gardner Minshew and not Hurts. Yeah, and actually, against Dallas, I just thought Minshew was moving backwards all the time yes. even <laughs> even when it looked like he was you know getting made, made successful you know what stinks by the way I, I i just thought of this you know we all sort of assume hertz is going to play right like yes. that's kind of what we all think and we also this is debatable but we believe that the giants might be playing some of their backup guys right yeah. absolutely to get ready for the playoffs so let me take you into the mindset of the player again. 
Let's say you're a backup D lineman for the Giants. <laughs> you you don't get that many reps. You don't get an opportunity. You need to make for a name. For these guys, this is their life. Mm -hmm. like, that's what always makes me laugh when people are like, it's a meaningless game. Let me tell you some of the backup, you know, D linemen, like O'Shane Zimenez coming off the edge for the Giants, who's a pretty good player actually, or Jihad Ward. This is their chance to get extended playing time, to get a new contract, to extend their career. Like, this is who, the kind of guy I was a lot. Like, this is the biggest game of their lot for their careers, right? So these guys are going to do everything they can to get as many hits on the quarterback as they can, as many pressures, as many sacks, all that stuff. There's part of, part of me, guys, that is going to, like, cringe when Hurts takes these hits. He, he's going to take some hits, and it makes me nervous. Well, I, I guess, but I, to me, if you're the Eagles and you're playing your top, you, know, you, you got to win. You oh, should, no, you have to, you, but I'm just yeah. telling you it's going to make me nervous while he's out there. Well. Uh, yeah. Well, Al, Jack get a, get a big lead, Get a big lead as soon as possible yes, and that's get him a, out. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. And be, because I think it, it's important to play uh, more than almost a half, a little more than – because, Ross, they may be looking at a couple of weeks off, the way things might shake out here. Right, so, I, you know, I've got buddies, right, and, and I don't dismiss the theory that they feel like this is the best thing that could have happened because now the Eagles starters are going to play in this game – get the momentum back, and not have that long, super long layoff. Now they just have one bye and then the playoffs. And so it almost, in their mind, rather than if the Eagles had beat the Saints and then Hurts was off a month before that playoff game and might be super rusty, and even the other starters are off for three yeah. weeks, now they'll only be off for two weeks and that this will ultimately be better. I think we all agree it would be so nice if they came out in the first half against the Giants, yeah. looked awesome, got a big lead, and then get the really value, get Kelsey out, you know, get Hurts out, get the guys that you really can't afford to lose out of the game. All right, all right, Ross. Got lots of people want to talk to you on the other side. Time of ninety four. WIP is seven seventeen. Brought to you by Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. ESPN reports the uncle of Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, says his ventilator usage is down from 100% to 50, though Hamlin remains in critical condition following his cardiac arrest during Monday night football. As for the Bills-Bengals game, the NFL says it will not be resumed this week, nor have they made any decision to do so at a later date. 13-3 Eagles host the Giants Sunday 425 at the link. Pretty simple. Eagles win. They clinch the NFC East, a first-round bye, and home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. Lose, and it's a lot murkier. Sign up for an MGM Rewards card at Borgata and receive $30 in free play plus four bonus offers. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBC10 first alert forecast brought to you by NJ Diet. Cloudy with occasional rain, a high of 64. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 pounds plus in as little as 40 days with NJ Diet. Schedule your consult today. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET or visit njdiet.com. To stream 94WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94WIP. 
All righty, welcome back to the morning show. WIP Al Morgani, Rhea Hughes in the house, Ava Graham with us, Joe Wechter, of course. We're voting for our speaker of the station this week. I think we'll get Are a, we? Who's that going to be? I don't know. We have a split vote. We'll see who's going to win here. I think Hugh Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's go to Ava Graham for our question of the day. It's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. It's Chevy Equinox Month. January okay. means huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Of course. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Should the NFL adjust the schedule so the Bills and Bengals can play? 56% say yes. What? That's close. That's only. What? Yeah. 56%. Yeah. What are the other people thinking? I don't know, Al. I just asked a question. Someone told me, someone said flip a coin in the comment section. Well, we got, I mean, you know, what an idiot quotient. (laughs) Just in time for your return. Let's go back to Rugga Morning. Ross, you're back here, right? I am here, Al. All right, Russ, there's people lined up to speak with you. Okay. Let's go uh, Let's go to Maryland. We'll go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, Al, Ross, Rhea. Hello, everybody. What's up, Sean? What's happening, Sean? Hey. Hey, good morning. Hey, listen, I don't think the uh, Eagles have four uh, studs in a row. I think they're going to come out sharp. Uh, I think they're going to uh, correct some of the issues they have, get Jalen back out. We need him back. Uh, and sew this thing up. Um, and a question I had for uh, uh, for Ross, real quick, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we we're talking about the the NFL and whether they should play the, the Buffalo Bengals game, whether we should hold off, do it after week uh, after the next week. Uh, Ross, do you think the NFL is waiting to see what happens this weekend? Uh, if the Chiefs lose uh, against the Raiders and the Bills and the Bengals outright win, uh, does that set up a scenario where they can give them a tie uh, for that game and things still work out with the seeding? Very good question. Hmm. The first thing I would tell you is I think the NFL is waiting for more health information on DeMar Hamlin before they decide or announce anything. Because, for example... Let's say, God forbid, we find out tomorrow that DeMar has passed. I don't think they would play any games this weekend. So it doesn't really make any sense for the NFL to make any sort of announcement. I know for a fact, because I've talked to people, that they have a bunch of different options and contingency plans that they are working through right now. I don't think that's an interesting question as to whether or not they decide to play that Bengals-Bills game based on the results of what happened in Week 18. In other words, can they do that, guys? Can they say, hey, let's play all these Week 18 games, let's see where it lands, and then they can see whether or not there is – merit to the Bills and Bengals playing that game and then have those two teams play in week 19, so to speak, and move all the other playoff, the rest of the playoffs back by a week. Um, I do think that's a more plausible solution than moving everything back a week because what happens is the teams have their venues available for potentially hosting playoff games, right? Yes. But I don't think they all have it available for an extended regular season the next week. So there's just a lot of logistics that go into play here. And what I would tell you is my belief and mindset 
is that the NFL is going to pick the solution that involves the least amount of uh, that in, that impacts the least amount of partners. That being teams, fans, players, uh, the TV networks, etc. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts out there. Just move everything. Move the whole season a week. Like, yeah. I think if they can do that, uh, if they can avoid that, they are going to avoid that. But I hadn't thought about that possibility, which is, hey, let's not announce anything. Let's play the Week 18 games. And then Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, we can say, you know, because the thing that's interesting about that is if they call it a no contest, right, which is essentially like calling it a tie, right? It's not a yeah. win nor a loss. If they do that, then that does affect um, whether some teams would play their guys or not. If it's still unknown, right, like if it's still up in the air and people don't know what's going to happen with that game, well, then you kind of have to play your guys, right, because they still might have that game the next week. That's a really – that's a – I am going to steal that throughout the day and throughout the rest of the week as, as, a, as a possible consideration. I don't – I hadn't even thought of that. Well, Sean, you're, yeah. you, you, there you go, with, Sean. get him up with a scenario. I, I, I was trying to think of scenarios where that game doesn't matter, but they seem to leak all the scenarios seem to yeah. tilt in the fact that matters. And I think every venue probably has to be available because you wouldn't have known when the season started if you're going to have a home playoff game, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like, if you're a terrible team and you schedule the concert, because you're like, hey, hey, we stink, but at least let's get some uh, let's get some ticket revenue on January fifteenth. All right, Sean, you want to answer a trivia question? Yes, sir. Let's give it a shot. Ah, go ahead, Ava. All right, Sean. From what TV show is the catchphrase "Did I do that"? Oh, I know that. From. Oh, that's from uh, that's from uh, Urkel. Yeah, but what's the TV show name? Mm. Oh. oh, he knew it was Urkel, no, Ava. No, I know. You got to have the TV show oh name. I'm it, not sorry, Sean. Well, this is a we run by the rules. Ross, you. you know what the TV show is? No, my answer was going to be Urkel, too. <laughs> <laughs> so Urkel was in Family Matters is what oh. the TV show was called. So we'll go back to sports on the next question. By, by, by the way, how about that, by the way? How about the branding that that guy got? That neither Sean nor I actually remember the name of the Me either. show. That's it. Nope. That's we just remember the Urkel. character. Yeah, that's incredible. It is. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was it was one of a kind, <laughs> never to be replicated. Yeah, really. Never. Thank to be, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He might be the nerd of all hey, nerds. Hey, Ross, yeah. I have to ask you as a media guy, what happened in Buffalo? If you're in the booth, there's some criticism coming down about you know mentioning that the NHL had said one thing or another. Where's your information coming from? Yeah, they're not saying anything at that point. Right. Unless their bosses give them the information. So it's the producer, it's the director, and honestly, those guys are probably even getting their information from their bosses or from the league office. And if you noticed last night, ESPN sort of stood by Joe Buck and what he said about the five-minute thing. And that he was told that. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm not – I haven't been um, – I guess I just don't have um, time or inclination to have, like, outrage about that, mm-hmm. Al. You know, they did the right thing ultimately. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Like, like all you know – like, there could have been an operations person there. 
And maybe it's standard operating procedure that when the ambulance leaves the field. Five minutes later. Teams get five minutes and then they play. Yeah. And then they probably thought better of it. Hey, this probably isn't the best idea. The only people that really, I guess, know for sure would be on some level McDermott and Taylor, the Bills yeah. and Bengals coach. Because remember, they Taylor walked across the field mm -hmm. and started talking with McDermott. If they were told they were going to play and McDermott and Taylor were like, yo, we can't do this. Then, then those guys kind of saved the day. Yeah, and the NFL—that's um, a bad look for the NFL. But I don't know. I mean, you're never going to—you're never going to get McDermott or Taylor to say that. No, and I—and I'm with you. And I, believe me, I'd love to crush the NFL on most of their decisions when it comes to real important things aren't very good. It was a chaotic situation, and I think in chaos there was all kinds of things flying around. And eventually, like you said, they made the right decision. Yeah, and eventually, you, I mean, players players have to play. If I mean, if the players don't aren't refuse to or just if the players make it be known they don't want to play, I don't know how you play yeah. the game. Well, and and um, you know, I know some of the NFL operations people because they have at least one, maybe two at every game. So I know some of them. Like you know, the one guy was a coach at Princeton. Um, so I talk to him before the game sometimes, and he tells me everything they do before the game. They probably have like a a standard operating procedure with ambulance leaves, give the guys five minutes. I, and I don't know, Rhea, when we were talking about this, but I was in a game. I pl was playing for the Bills against the Patriots when the ambulance came on the field. Yep. And then it went off the field. And we got a couple minutes, and then um, we played. So I just think at some point somebody thought better of it. And I think sometimes in situations like this, people want to be – angry at they, somebody yeah they, they want to have someone yeah. to lash out against because they don't like the way they're feeling they don't like their anger and the nfl is always a pretty easy target pretty easy target they make themselves an easy, easy target <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> yeah they, they they really do i just you know i being in the media it's like people think that when you were in that booth the information you're getting isn't always right Correct. <laughs> yeah right from the top i mean because yeah. it changes and, it, and honestly, it, Al, and it, so, so two things, right? Because I've been in not situations like that, but I've been in situations where, um, you know, it's a head or neck injury and the kid is down, you know, college football game or something's down for eight minutes. Um, or maybe even there's like a weather issue. So th there's two things. Number one is you're asking your producer for as much information as possible that you're allowed to say, right? So you're like, you have anything else? Like you're hitting the talk because back you button. still have to talk. Yes, and there's no game going on. Right. So there's yeah. two different competing things here, right? Sure. There's number one, like you're trying. Like what else am I going to say? Like how many times can I say thoughts and prayers with yep. the family, yeah. thinking about them? They take every precaution in these situations. Like because I feel like in those situations, I say that five yeah. times. And no, I'm you become for, at like, that point a reporter. Yeah. You have to get information. Yeah. But it is yeah. remarkable, Ross, how <laughs> how quickly. How much they have on a sideline for a catastrophic situation like that and how quickly it gets done. I didn't know that, Al. It is amazing to me. I, that I didn't know they had that much. Oh. And honestly, um, you know, that's one of my big thoughts now is I've had – I've seen other there, – there's a, uh, a foundation in central Pennsylvania. It's called the Peyton Walker Foundation. And all they do is raise money – to try to get these AEDs yeah. 
at it as many youth fields as possible because um, the young the young woman lost her life um, with a, a cardiac arrest. She was a teenage girl and there was no AED there. And I believe it's her mother that runs the foundation. And, and they it's a very successful foundation. I mean, they're they advertise all over the place. But that's one of my big thoughts now, Al, is we we need to get these things as many places as possible, because I guess they say if you don't uh, start within the first minute and and uh, start the CPR and or, you know, get the AED, the, the paddles, it, it's uh, the, the scenario is very different. No, and they, they were so quick. Uh, it was it, it was really amazing. When you see that happen, and yeah, they have to go back, and we do a thing where we check to make sure that they work every year. Cause well, Al, you, you, I mean, you were covering the league when Pronger got yes. hit by that slap shot. He did. He what went do you down. remember about that? He went down, and then, but they, he came back pretty quickly. I mean, he, he regained consciousness. And then, and how long was the game stopped for? Oh, 20 minutes. Yeah. It was pretty. It was but pretty then you long. resumed. Then, then, it was then they resumed, resumed play because he was he was breathing conscious. And, yeah. and he played a couple of days later. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it happened. But no, those those to have that that equipment at every youth field is critical right now. And I think this will highlight that that has to happen and make sure that they're working, too. That's another issue. All right, we get to Mitch, Mike, Andy, Kevin, Zach, everybody else on the other side. Time of 94 WIP is 737. Here's what's happening at Borgata. Enjoy the ultimate big game experience at Borgata. Reservations are now available for guaranteed seating at BetMGM Sportsbook and Bar. With six betting windows, a 40-foot-wide LED video wall, and the best food and drink specials in town. BetMGM Sportsbook and Bar is the place to be. Don't miss a second of the action on Sunday, February 12th. Visit TheBorgata.com to make your big game reservation today. All right, welcome back to WIP Morning Show. Al Morgana, Ray Hughes, and Ross Tucker all lined up to talk to Ross, especially about the Eagles and maybe a little basketball, too. Check in with Mitch. Good morning, Mitch. Uh, we still have a basketball team in that city. I don't hear much about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, kind of lurking in the background with the Eagles going on. All right, before I get to some Eagles information, because I know you guys love talking about it, uh, the Sixers gave up on two guys shortly when the season began. That was Isaiah Joe and Bassey. Bassey was a legitimate backup, but they didn't give him a lot of opportunity. And Isaiah Joe, if you would have watched the game last night, he plays for Oklahoma. He's a dude. He's going to be really good. Right. So what do you got on the Eagles there, Mitch? I mean. Well, uh, can we discuss what I just said a little bit? I don't really think anyone cares about Isaiah Joe. Let's check in with uh, Mike. Mike, you're on 94 (laughs) WIP. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How How are you you today? How are you? Hello? Yes, Mike. I'm good. good. Um, Listen, before I go on my Eagles point, uh, I just want to thank you guys. I was lucky enough to win those tickets to the Novacare this Sunday. And, oh, Mike, uh, you, and your, you and your grandson, Vinny? Yes, yeah. yes. And we had a fantastic time. He was wide-eyed the whole time. And although the Eagles, obviously, they lost, yeah. which was a bummer. Uh, at one point, Rhea, you were so gracious. Thank you so much uh, for signing his sweatshirt. <laughs> Well, and I think it was he, more you, important that Hugh Douglas signed his sweatshirt. Yeah, and Hugh Douglas <laughs> signed it also. Just to let you know, Rhea, uh, Vinny decided he wants that sweatshirt in a frame. So you will be framed nice. for who knows how long. It won't be the Hugh first Douglas. time she's been framed. 
<laughs> everyone was wonderful from the attendance. It was just, just thank you for le- helping me look like the hero. Oh, At one point, uh, Vinny looked up to me and said, Poppy, this is the best day of my life. There you go. Oh, so, my gosh. It was awesome. It was awesome. Now, uh, about the Eagles. So help me out here. So I think although we have the 13 wins, we're, we're still missing an opportunity now. I don't want to overrate Miles Sanders, but he had 12 carries for 61 yards on Sunday. He's got he's averaging five yards a carry throughout the year. Uh, if he had the same amount of carries as Josh Jacobs, based on Miles' run per average, he would be right there with Josh Jacobs, close to six, like about 1,600 yards. Yeah, and also with our run block offensive line, it does nothing but enhance Miles' skills. I don't know what Sirianni or Steichen are missing there. I'm perplexed. Help me out, please. Well, so I guess my first question would be, okay, so let's say Miles Sanders has 1,600 yards. Who cares? Like, what, what does well, that I get th- you? No, I just think we're not utilizing all our weapons is what I'm saying. You know, I, I understand that, Mike. So what I would tell you is, first of all, Miles is wearing a knee brace on Sunday, and they have said – I don't know. Did Nick say it with with Angelo? Yeah, he yesterday? said. I, I, but so I'm I'm confused by that. So they didn't want to work him enough, but he's got a knee brace in. But he was in there anyway. I'm I'm kind of confused by that. Well, they just didn't want to give him too much of a workload. They didn't want to overwork him. Are there no other running backs on this team? <laughs> no. Well, that's why. That's why they they had Gainwell in there a little bit. They had uh, Boston Scott in there a little bit. You know, I don't I don't spend. If you watch the Eagles. After every game, we could choose the guy that they didn't get the ball to enough, right? Like, yep. they got a lot of guys. I mean, you know, Miles Sanders, to be honest with you, would probably be lower on my list in terms of didn't get this person the ball. All right, where's could... Dallas Goddard on your well, list? Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to well, say. Well, go- they didn't use him really in the Dallas game last no, 28 minutes. And And I totally agree. But that also becomes a situation where – there's only one ball, and at the end of every game, we can look between A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders. Every game, one of those guys, at least, is probably not going to get the ball as much as we but think they should. But the complaint with Goddard in the Dallas game was those targets were going to Quez Watkins. So, would you – do you think it's fair – okay, so here's what I'll, I'll say – so, uh, Miles is averaging less than 14 carries a game. Do you think that's appropriate with his skills? Yes, or I do. do. Should... Okay. Yes, I do. I, 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 don't have a big, I don't have a big problem with their usage of him this year. I'm glad they haven't run him into the ground like the Raiders have done with Josh Jacobs. I'm doing the Raiders game on Saturday. Josh Jacobs got, had to come out of the game twice against the Niners because he's got an oblique injury now. He's totally beat up. It's the last year of his contract. I want Miles Sanders to be full freaking throttle for the playoff games. I want to be able to give him the ball 25 times if the Eagles think that that's the best way to win a playoff game. I want him full throttle. I will give you a case of beer if they give 25 him times. 25, <laughs> 25 times in the playoff. Oh okay? That would be awesome. Of your choosing, Ross. <laughs> and, he, and he came out of college with not a lot of treads on no, his tires. No, he didn't. Yeah, Stay because calm. he backed up all that time. So, yeah, that's just my point. I just want to know right. what you thought. All right, Mike, you want a trivia question since it's National Trivia Day? Uh, sure, I'll give it a go. All right. What is the first state of the United States? The what? 
first state? First, the first state of the United States, Delaware. That is yes. correct. Oh, cool. Right. Three <laughs> <laughs> so far is doing really well, uh, as is Joe. Go to number nine. You get the $50 gift card to Nabrasa Brazilian Steakhouse or the Iron Abbey in Horsham. Check them out at nabrasa.com or ironabbey.com. Pretty cool. Pretty I cool. am a big Brazilian steakhouse. Aren't not they surprised. amazing? The amount I, of I, meat you can get there is Always insane. go green. Always huh? go green. Huh? You always have the ability to say no when they get to you, but you got to be green so they at least show you the options. <laughs> I haven't been to one of those in a long time, and it's probably very good for my cholesterol. Yes. I actually, one of those, I was at, when I was playing for Washington, I met LeBron at one, at one of those. Really? At a Fogo de Chao in D.C. The only time I ever met LeBron, I was playing for the Redskins at the time, and LeBron was there. He, he came there after a game, um, and I, as I was walking out, I had said something to the manager, and I was like, hey, LeBron. And it's funny, because at the time, he was playing for the Cavaliers, and Danielle Marshall was his teammate, and Danielle is from Reading. So I, you know, I was talking about Danielle because I'm friends with Danielle, and uh, yeah, so that's my that's my Brazilian steakhouse story go. that nobody knew existed. But I do <laughs> love those places. The uh, the fillet wrapped in bacon, oh, it's so good. Oh, so Ross, do the do the uh, NFL Can I win these contests? By the way, no, uh, no, no, you cannot win. Ineligible? No, yeah. do they step up their game for the playoffs? The uh, your press box? Oh, food? the press box. Uh. You know what, Al? I think they do a little bit, but it still depends on where you are. Um, like Saturday in Allegiant Stadium, mm-hmm. that first of all, that place is awesome. The Eagles haven't played there yet, right? No, oh no, they did last they, year. Yeah, they yeah. did last year yeah. and they lost. Yeah, um, and the uh, their food is ama- their like dessert table is outrageous. So <laughs> I like yes. how you went right <laughs> to the dessert table. Oh, it's so good. But they. Um, they do step up their game, I think, a little bit in the playoffs, Al, although I was still pretty disappointed by Buffalo last year when I was there. So, um, Why? What did Buffalo disappoint you about? It just wasn't very good. I think they were – you know what? It was, uh, it was still kind of COVID, and New York State, I think, is like – or was, I don't know, the, the strictest of the – so it was still just boxed like oh, yeah, no, ham no, no, sandwiches. No. Oh, no. It was still like a boxed ham sandwich, like a fifth-grade field trip. <laughs> All right, what's the best? Who's got the best food? Um, well, the Cowboys, like oh, on Thanksgiving. No. I've, heard, I've heard it's pretty it's amazing so down there. so good. <laughs> I've done their Thanksgiving Day game the last couple of years. It's just, it's crazy good. Like, way better than anybody's family spread could ever be. <laughs> like, I'm always upset that I'm not with my family, but it's like, oh, man, this is nice. <laughs> Do you guys know the Cowboys have two different beers in the press box after games? Nice. Really? They yeah, used I, to have beer at the vet after games. I don't know when they said. And they used to have beer out in the old spectrum Yeah. after games. Well, because after the game, there's, like, so much traffic. And the guys I'm doing with the game with, they're always, like, looking to, like, leave and go out to dinner or whatever. I'm like, why don't we just go in the in the – press box and just drink their beers and eat jerry jones's food right yeah on. since he charged you as a player you might as well get it free now <laughs> oh you remember that yeah. you remember that <laughs> i do so, yeah i do i want to get my money's worth for the 150 bucks a week that he charged me as a player um for lunch or whatever but anyway like why sit in the traffic just just sit here have the beers the, the post game spread you got to check my instagram or twitter at ross tucker nfl the post-game spread. Most teams don't even do post-game. 
But the post game spread for the Cowboys, they had like fresh guac and wings, <laughs> and it was so good. <laughs> we don't need to hear any more good stuff about the Cowboys. Well, I, I, I have heard that that their their yeah. spread there is just insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, let's uh, I'll try to get one more call in before we go off. Uh, Kevin, you're on ninety four WIP. Morning, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Uh, I just want to, I mean, don't hang up on me. I just want to say shout out to the Flyers, undefeated 2023. <laughs> All right, what do you got on the Eagles, Kevin? Man, what I'm really worried about with the Eagles, man, is this coaching staff's like hubris. Like, I, I feel as if they don't care who's in at quarterback or how the game's going. We have a game plan. This has worked before. We know what we're doing. It's going to work now. I mean, Nick Sirianni, after the first loss against the Cowboys, he even came on as like, well, unknowledgeable fans wouldn't really know. Like, dude, like, I, I, I get it. I'm not as smart as you when it comes to football, but I have been following this team for 38 freaking years, okay? And when you're not throwing the ball to Dallas Goddard and when you're not running the ball, I'm allowed to get mad. And I just have a feeling that this, this guy is not going to get off of his high horse or off of his pride to where he's going to be like, okay, maybe I do need to change it up. He did it last year, though. I mean – they did change, and, and I'm Kevin. I'm in 100% agree with you. I didn't like that comment about knowledgeable fans either. I thought that was um, a little beneath him. But he did it last year. I mean, they began to run yep. the ball, and that's how they got into the playoffs. Yeah. So I think he does need to talk to Shane Steichen and and Jonathan Gannon and kind of you know tell those guys they got it's time to step up their game. There you go. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to me, it all comes down to. It's pretty simple. Hurts has to get more touches. <laughs> well, yeah, that that game that is glaring <laughs> in the last game. Hell? Not, not hopefully not that many. Well, not that many, but I, I, you know, I, I, I do think I, I, I question Russ what you're really going to learn if the Giants just. By by the way, let me say this, um, and I don't know if you had to get a hit a break or not, Al. Maybe we talk about it next hour. But I actually played in a game. For the Buffalo Bills, where if we won, we made the playoffs. And the Steelers, it's kind of the flip situation. The Steelers had clinched the number one seed. They played their starters for like a quarter, and we were winning. Then they put in their backups, and we lost. (laughs) We lost to their backups. Now, I'm not saying that that was going to happen to the Eagles. Well, it's the theory you said earlier. Those backups were playing for tape. Yes. Yeah. They're playing their you know what's up. The other thing is, like, as a player, you don't have that much film on backups. Like, we had never even heard of Willie Parker. Next thing you know, he got, like, an 80-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. I go to block this guy number 92 I've never heard of, and I'm like, this is the strongest dude in the world. It was James Harrison. <laughs> oh. But we had yeah. never heard of him. <laughs> you heard of like, him now. Yes. But, like, that's the thing. Sometimes these backups end up becoming dudes, and we don't even know that they are yet. No, we, we don't need that to uh, I don't know if that's going to happen with the Giants, but but I think it could. No, uh, I don't think it yeah. will. I just wanted to make the yeah. point that, like, that is a thing that happens. Yeah. All right, do you have a question, uh, Kevin, a trivia question? <coughs> Would you like a trivia question, Kevin? I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, what was the last year that the Flyers won a Stanley Cup? Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus, go oh, God, this hurts me to say it. 76? Seven, no. Oh. You got to keep Jones' card. Or 75? 75. You got a Keith Jones autograph card. So they won them 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put John Holder. I'm going to come back. we got Zach Craig, Mike Tom, and everybody else. We go look ahead to the uh, Giants game and everything ahead for the Eagles. Time of 94. WIP is 757. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride from pandemic to inflation. I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Team of tax attorneys they've put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Find out if your business qualifies. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. The payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Brought to you by Window Nation. According to ESPN, there seems to be some slight improvement in the condition of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, after his cardiac arrest in Monday Night Football. Hamlin remains in critical condition, but his agent says Hamlin's oxygen levels have improved. NFL says the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. No decision on resuming the game at a later date. 13-3 and three Eagles are 14-point favorites over the Giants in Sunday's regular season finale. Eagles, of course, needing a win to secure the division, top seeding in the playoffs, and home field advantage. Call Window Nation now to get 0% interest for five full years, plus two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. Call 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast, cloudy with occasional rain, a high of 64. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP.